0: Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW's new series, Kung Fu, airing Wednesdays at 8, 7 central or stream free next day.
1: You're
0: To be Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger.
2: I'm Lindsay Weber.
0: And I think we cut this from the Tuesday episode. Maybe we didn't. But here's a headline from Us Weekly. Who is Elliot Grange? Five things to know about Sophia, Richie's rumored boyfriend. We were going to talk about this guy, but he was a mystery man last week, so we didn't talk about him. Now he has a name.
2: I don't think that we cut. I think we didn't even, like, bother. We
0: didn't even go there. We didn't even go there. People were making jokes about how he looked like some sort of politician from Canada. It was very hard to parse. But the point is, Us Weekly now has five things to know about him and a name. Lindsay, you're going to die when you hear these five things. He runs his own one. He runs his own record label. Elliot is the founder and CEO of independent record label 10K Projects, which he started by signing Takashi 69 Oh, no. Number two. He loves music. And how do they know that, Lindsay? Because he did an interview with your favorite website, Jewish Boston, in (laughs) May 2013.
2: Oh, no. Mm -hmm. They've never interviewed me, so I don't know her.
0: Number three, he's a private person. My favorite fact. My favorite fact is that he's AKA a private. AKA, we person. can't
2: find much more shit. We're running mm-hmm. out of shit.
0: <laughs> while Elliot has verified social media accounts, they're almost all completely empty. His Instagram has no photos, while his Twitter account contains only two tweets from August 2019. Okay, number four. They number keep three is better. when
2: they're starting the struggle. This is the struggle oh. starting. We have two more to get, but number three is he's private because we don't have much more.
0: You're writing happy birthday, Lindsay, and block letters on a piece of paper, and you're approaching the oh, edge, God. and your and letters you, are getting smaller and smaller. The D. And, smaller. <laughs> and you you're like, happy
2: birthday.
0: Okay. Number four. He's ah. younger than Scott Disick. Incredible fact. Okay. Incredible oh, my. Fact.
2: A huge. Amazing. And honestly, a ge- only a genius could think to add that as a fact.
0: <laughs> and number five. He believes in education. And the reason they know he believes it's an education... Because he
2: went to school? (laughs)
0: Because he went to college. And it says, the music lover received his Bachelor of Arts degree from Boston's Northeastern University. That's the end. That's where we end
2: here. It's funny because this isn't in in his five things, and I would argue that this is notable. He is the son of Universal Music Group chairman and CEO Lucian Grange. So in case you're wondering how this guy got into the music industry, you know, from his humble beginnings (laughs) at (laughs) Northeastern...
0: This is Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 61... Oh, whoops, I was about to give the Patreon number at 619-who-them. Let's start with comments as usual.
2: Don't reveal that VIP number on the main feed. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. First time, medium time. It's
3: Molly. I just wanted
2: to call because you guys were talking about Brooks Kepka, and I'm one of those weirdos
3: who likes your podcast and also watches a lot of golf. Um, so, golf actually has a lot of really messy relationships. Um, uh, Dustin Johnson is, he won the Masters tournament last year in 2020, and he is married to Wayne Gretzky's daughter, who's the, like, greatest hockey player. And he ended up in rehab for a cocaine addiction, and apparently Wayne Gretzky doesn't like him very much, and it was really messy. And they've got a couple kids and it's pretty weird. And then also Rory McElroy, who's a pretty famous golfer, dumped his tennis playing girlfriend a couple years ago, Caroline Wozniacki, like over a three minute phone call after they'd sent out all of their like wedding invitations and everything. So golf actually has some like pretty messy relationships going on if you pay attention to that. It's, it's a little more, um, People don't pay attention to it because it's golf, but it gets pretty weird. So, anyways, I love the show Crunch Crunch
2: glad to hear the messiness of golf does not begin and end with tiger woods you know uh
0: yeah it's endemic to the to the sport i guess didn't know i don't follow it my dad didn't tell me that my dad just falls asleep watching golf on sundays on television he doesn't tell me that it's filled with who drama um (laughs) how dare he the the most compelling thing that i heard from this call was that a golfer broke up with their tennis star over a three-minute phone call very taylor swift Okay, well this happened in two thousand fourteen. There was page six coverage of it at the time. Rory dumped Caroline, no last names. Rory dumped Caroline with phone calls she thought was a joke. Uh. He was only 25 when this happened. There's a sports a New York Times sports writer, Christopher Clary, tweeted, so this is like this was his report that got this story happening. Learned today at Roland Garros that Rory McElroy called off his engagement with Caroline Wozniacki by telephone. Tough to comprehend that. He says the golfer broke up with his tennis playing fiance a day after telling her how much he loved her in a phone call that was a three minute conversation she thought was a joke. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. That is just the, that is just the rudest, If that's the rudest like leak of information.
0: Golf. Gotta start paying more attention to golf. Do you? It's funny that like the true heads know, the true golf heads know that like there's a ton of who drama there and that like people aren't paying attention because- Tiger Woods really does take all of the uh, the air spotlight. Out of the room, yeah, yeah the he air really out of
2: the room. He does so much, or he has done so much that we don't look elsewhere.
0: People have it out for him. This Tiger Woods stuff. I know he's very themmy, but like. The way that everything is being reported, drip, drip, drip. Oh, it's terrible. Where it's like, there was nothing in his system, but he the was speeding. Accident. We're yeah. waiting for more details. It's like, I mean, I know that Tiger Woods has been embroiled in his share of, like, controversies, but, like, the dude almost died. Why are we, like, desperate to find something I, fucked up about this I honestly accident?
2: think it's because of the last time he got, he, that the car shit happened. Remember when he crashed the car, when it was, like, the wife and the da-da-da? Like, I think it's like they remember how much, like, juice they got from that, so they're, like, shadily, injecting some of that into this which is a totally different situation if anything like offensive because he really got into a very bad car accident versus like hitting a fire hydrant on the way out of the garage you know like which is- <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah 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 right okay next call
1: hi Lindsay, bobby um i'm a pod behind but i was just listening to the episode about lead lifts and fraud allegations
2: and I wanted to weigh in
1: and finally use my law degree for something that is a good cause. Um, fraud is an intent-based crime, which means to um, be culpable, you have to have the requisite level of intent. So it depends what specific statute you're charging under, but essentially you have to either intend to be fraud or possibly have a reckless indifference toward it. So essentially um you know willful blindness if you will so you know by the lawyer that y'all spoke to that said that her best defense is to say she didn't know it's because then prosecutors wouldn't be able to prove that element of the fraud statute and if you can't prove all elements of a statute then um basically you're not successful in in charging that um So, sideways in, don't get to use my JD all that often. So, I hope that's helpful. Thanks so much. Love y'all. Bye.
4: You're
2: welcome for letting you use your law degree.
0: (laughs) Since we talked, Jen has gone off on Instagram stories where she's like, Thank you to all my fans who are supporting me. There's Ah. like merch, there's like free Jen Shaw stuff. It's unreal. Perfect. The performance that she is currently giving is one of someone who is
2: definitely guilty.
0: And claiming to be innocent is and certain that they are going to get away with this. But did you see the shirt that says free Jen that she posted? Thank you for being loyal, believing in me, and not believing the hype. This journey has showed me who my true friends are. All my love. Hashtag Shaw Squad. What does that say when your quote, true friends are your fans? It's like, Shaw (laughs) Squad.
2: Gross. I'm sorry. I mean, I get it. It's like, we do, we got to do. Free Winona, et cetera. But like, Uh come on. Her crime is not a victimless crime. Let's not pretend like it is. No, one.
0: <laughs> the alleged
2: victims are old, helpless, if vulnerable people. If she was ripping people. off like other rich people, I'd be like anti-capitalist hero, Robin Hooding, <laughs> yes, queen, like take down the whatever. But she's literally like doing the opposite of that. Like it's yeah. shady.
0: She's like allegedly calling grandma and grandpa and being yeah, like, Yeah, she's
2: um. calling your grandma and grandpa and being like, can I get five bucks? Like, let's not. Let's not.
0: Repeatedly you know. over and over and over and over yeah, and over again.
2: she's selling your grandma and grandpa a list of names of other people's grandma and grandpas. You know, like it's not a cute crime. She's
0: selling Excel spreadsheets that say suckers on the top.
2: Right, literally. Like once your grandparents Old open suckers. it, it takes them a years to open it, but once they do, it just says fuck you.
0: So I was reading about Jinshaw on page six and in the corner, in the column, now on page six style, first headline, Kevin Bacon returned Kira Sedgwick's engagement ring because she hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guess the jokey lead, the Kevin Bacony jokey lead?
2: Oh, uh seven degrees of ring hating or this degree of
0: <laughs> Let me well, tell you something. You're it's... on the right planet. You're right there. You're hovering over the Am right I? Planet.
2: Is it the right joke?
0: It's the right joke. Oh, yeah, the you're right on the reference? right continent. You're like hovering over the so right continental like, joke. it's
2: like, we're this many degrees from Kevin Bacon, but we know he'd return. Here, is that? Okay, what how is it? How is that
0: easy? Okay, sorry. I thought it would
2: be. <laughs> how is it easy?
0: I know it's not easy, but okay. it is. It is this. Call it six degrees of miscommunication.
2: Oh, the, I would never get that. The, <laughs> That's okay. insane. Wait, six degrees of miscommunication is not. Call it fit. six
0: degrees <laughs> of miscommunication. Okay, we need to move on. Okay, let's move on to the next call.
3: Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, At around minute 27 of Danny Pellegrino's latest podcast, Dale Simmons from Top Chef um, describes the Chromatica Oreo um, in a very Top Chef way, and I feel like it would be a great thing to play for all the hooligans. Crunch Crunch.
0: Caller, you are correct. So let's go to minute 27 of Danny Pellegrino's Podcast, everything iconic. The episode is called Shaw Legal Shaw Update, plus Gail Simmons from Top Chef. Here's the clip that the caller was talking about. It's the Lady Gaga Chromatica Oreo. Um, um, how would well, you, how would you describe there's a this to someone?
1: There's a, there's a lot of good to Lady Gaga and Oreo as a collaboration. I mean, two things that are really important to me personally, that kind of bridge the gap between childhood and coming into adulthood and, you know, what she stands for, which is like, you know, being openly who you are and being true to yourself and being a chameleon and exploring your identity, which I love about her. And these are clearly exploring the identity of an Oreo. Mm. You know, color-wise, that's a lot of stuff right there. Um, <laughs> but you know what? That's, I, maybe that's part of it. Like, be bold. Mm. Be Old be you. I feel like that's a, a big message in Lady Gaga's um, arsenal. and I also think that like a vanilla Oreo flavor is,
2: you know, great, classic, and beautiful. I'm sorry, she doesn't even describe the Oreo itself. She just describes what the like vibe of the Oreo is. she's
0: only looking at a photo. She's like, I will not be eating that.
2: That is the weirdest description of a food be
0: bold be bold
2: the oreo must be representing her beliefs <laughs> in I love being Gail. yourself
0: i have to I know, watch the Top new shop season fab. it's
2: so good
0: where is it this season
2: portland
0: Ooh. Top Ooh. just one of those shows that's so
2: comforting it's like you know what to expect and it is expe- and like you get what you expect you know like mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: it's very mm-hmm. much what it is right
0: Wow, Portland. All right. So they shot this during COVID, right? They did, right? They
2: did because they're all standing like six feet apart in a very like uh, representative but humorous way, which where mm-hmm. you know they're like. Very safe, over the top, but for some reason they're still standing six feet apart. You know.
0: I was watching, nailed it, and suddenly there was a tell where I realized that it was shot during COVID because when the winner of the first round was announced, Nicole Byer was behind the table, and they roll out, you know, the little like the KitchenAid and the chef's hat that they put on, and usually. Usually Nicole puts the chef's hat on the person, but she just goes, okay, uh, there's the chef's hat. She says something like, put it on. She goes, because I don't do that anymore. And it's really funny, but like, I just thought it was a funny line that she was saying, like being funny. But then I realized, oh, it's COVID. They don't get close to the people anymore.
2: You also get the amazing, nailed it, golden
1: baker's hat. Now please go pick it up. I no longer do
0: that. Next call.
1: Hi, this is Rachel from Newton, Massachusetts, Lindsay's hometown, and I'm coming in because I happen to be one of the best Ellie Golding's biggest Ellie Golding fans this side of the pond and thought you might want a rundown of her fa- of her fan culture. So first off, I said Golding, the u is actually silent. We don't know why, but it is and Ellie Golding fans will call out anyone who says Goulding. The official name for us is Gold Diggers, but we came up with that when we were all like 14, 15, and we cringe at it now. So we just say GDs and tell no one what it stands for. Bobby's mostly right about us being fans, not fans, because we're almost all people who uh, are really stanish about the same album, which is Halcyon, the one with Anything Could Happen. That came out in like 2012. So because we were Spanish about that all the way back then, when we were teens, we're almost all in our early 20s, and yeah, we all say good for her about her. good good for her about the fitness stuff, and no one actually wants to buy the book. And I would contest that she is an overall dem. I mean, the only who is her face. She has a them name and a them voice, which I think makes her a, a them and not a who. Anyway, crunch, crunch. Me and Greece.
2: Bye. This. this <laughs> there's too many things here. If you told me that this was like a performance piece where it was like, we're the fans of Ellie Golding, she's actually the You Is Silent. We're called the gold diggers. I would be like, this monologue is going to get like the next, you know, like Pulitzer.
0: <laughs> also, this person could be telling the truth. Every single thing of this could be true.
2: I think she is. And I appreciate that. She admitted that the Ellie Golding, which now we're pronouncing Golding, stands God. are all just fans of her first album, which as I am too.
0: Second album.
2: Halcyon. is the
0: second one. I love Halcyon. Uh-huh. I love, I was very into the song of My Blood. I love that song.
2: So does this fan And God knows
1: I'm not dying, but And God knows it's the only way to
2: They weren't the only f- super fan of Ellie Golding, You should play this call. We got a couple super fans. Here's one.
5: Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I definitely just tried to call you on my ice coffee run. That's my bad. Um, <laughs> but I did have to call and defend Ellie Golding, re um, her whole fitness thing. She has been into fitness for, since like she started. I've been a fan since like 2013. And she would like go on runs when she was on tour, like at the concert sites, um, which is always very odd. But she had like campaigns with Nike. She would like do head... Stands on The Ellen Show. She's been really into fitness for a while. Um, But like you said, it's a very who behavior because I don't think anyone's following her for fitness. It's just like an added bonus. Um, But I also don't think she's a who because Ellie was in, like, Taylor's squad for a bit, and I think that's how she introduced Taylor to Calvin, which is, like, the whole dating thing. Um, And she's, like, been at the royal weddings and stuff. Like, I don't think she's a who in that sense. Um... But she's definitely exhibiting who behavior and like she'll like post on her story, like, hey guys, reminder, I have an album out. And it's like, uh, if you have to remind us. (laughs) Um, but once again, I am at Legal Big Stan. It's a hard, hard like seven years at this point, but we're still going strong. Stream brightest blue, um, crunch, crunch.
2: I love this color. Like, it's not easy to be an Ellie Golding stand. Like, I, we like, you know, we work at it every day. We put in the effort. We get maybe the reward.
0: <laughs> Ellie Goulding reminding Golding. Her fans, it's Elle, Golding. Sorry. Ellie Goulding reminding her fans that she has an album out is extremely whoey behavior and i don't know I've, i'm going to take both of these calls reconsider my opinion for a second but i'm going to keep calling her a who i'm going to keep calling her a who
2: i just i'm obsessed with the idea that it's not goulding it's like what oh, since when no it's golding the caller said
0: the u is silent we don't know why <laughs> the, um, <laughs> I am going to comment on one thing where the caller said, well, you know, Ellie was part of Taylor's squad for a while. I remember. So was Ruby Rose. You know, like, that (laughs) doesn't mean anything. Yes, a lot of them were in Taylor's squad, but a lot of who's were.
2: across the who-them spectrum. She did not discriminate. If anything, she propped up some who's. She did charity work, you know?
0: She did. (laughs) God, God, the photos of Taylor and her squad at the peak of her squad are. The worst. On actually sort of triggering. Like, I'm proud
2: that we as a culture were like no to that, you know, like as it was happening, it wasn't like, yay. you know, it was like a lot of people were like, no, this is weird, you know, and like in the moment you know there was a realization that this was something that we didn't necessarily think was cool or good
0: just draped in ralph lauren american flags celebrating fourth of july with blake lively cara Delavine, ruby rose and uzo aduba and like, out of what? all of those
2: people blake lively is like the one she kept which is also hilarious to me like all, you know what i mean
0: yeah like which ones does she still text <laughs>
2: Like, who gets Christmas cards to this day? I mean, maybe all of them because <laughs> a robot's doing it. But, like, you know what I mean? Taylor Swift sending you a Christmas card that has, like, glitter in it. The worst kind. And when you open it, just, like, goes on the floor. And you're like, fuck you, Taylor. <laughs> Hi, VT.
1: Irish who here. Brian Norton is Irish. Not British. He's from Ireland. He was born in Ireland. He works in, BC, in the BBC. which obviously a UK. Channel, but he is Irish. Not British, Irish. Very important distinction.
2: Thank you. It is an important distinction. We fucking did it again. <laughs>
0: we did it again. We do it all the time. The show is British. The show was on BBC. The British Broadcasting Company. But
2: he is Irish. You, you've said
0: that um, you're, uh, you felt that you weren't very Irish.
5: Well, you were kind of made to feel that in a way because i grew up in southern ireland as a protestant and there's only about I think something tiny, like 3 or 4% of the population are Protestant. Mm.
0: So there's a thing in Ireland that people would sign letters to the newspaper, to the radio, you know, so-and-so, a good Irish Catholic. And it seemed like you need all three of those words to be any of them. Right. And I, So without the Catholic, you felt, can I be a real Irish? And you were made to feel less, and yet you go, well, I can't be anything else. I can't lay claim on any other nationality. I am Irish. And it's taken me a long time, really, to kind of get my head around that yeah. and to kind of, you know, own... Uh, my Irishness.
2: He's Irish. The other funny thing is I didn't realize he was a judge on UK Drag Race and he had dated a drag queen who was on the US Drag Race at the same time. Oh, Tina Burner. Tina Burner, who's a New York, a pretty New York famous-y drag queen. Anyways, Uh a lot going on here. To me, he's most, he's most, you know, he's more dear to my heart for hosting Eurovision, but...
0: We mm-hmm. also stand.
2: And somebody did call and say, like, his show, like, it's still on, obviously, his, like, talk show. And it's just really good. It's still really good. It's still really yeah. funny. Celebrities love doing it. It is just a nice balm to, like, the the Jimmy Fallon's of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. I believe it. I believe it.
0: As penance, Lindsay and I both have to watch The Wind That Shakes the Barley five times in a row <laughs> each.
2: <laughs> Once again, not that this changes. I studied abroad in Ireland. I did my time okay I went to every freaking I went to the Guinness factory I went to the the every thing everything I touched the river I, I drank the beer
0: listen I went to the Guinness factory I went to breakfast and asked for an Irish coffee and was told by the Irish bartender, we don't do that. That's embarrassing. Okay, I've experienced, I've experienced Ireland, okay? I went to the Mez.
2: I heard Sunday Bloody Sunday at the club. I danced to it. I, trust me, I've been there.
0: I cried at Philomena, okay? (laughs) We follow more than one Saoirse Ronan fan account, okay?
2: Oh, we certainly do. We respect Ireland. We also have been pronouncing Saoirse Ronan correct since day once. One.
0: One. Six. I will day. never call Sir Ronan British. Ever. Ever. <laughs> She'll always be Irish.
2: Anyways, I love Ireland. I can't wait to go back.
0: I was an old Irish man in my high school's production of Dancing at Lunasa. Okay? Really?
2: You played an old Irish man?
0: Yeah, I had to learn. I had to listen to Irish tapes. Irish accent <laughs> tapes. How'd that uh-huh. go for you? It went okay. <laughs> I was pretty good <laughs> at it.
2: I believe. Dancing you.
0: at Lunas is good. I was a pretty I, good old Irish I believe, man. I believe. There's you. some photos that exist somewhere. Shane, can you text me the photo? I think you have some photos. Can you text me some photos? Thank you.
2: As we're saying we love Ireland. Okay.
0: The the white person in me jumps out by saying, like, I'm a quarter Irish. I think I'm a quarter Irish.
2: Bobby is as Irish as Tara Reid is Scottish. So if there was an <laughs> Irish if there was if there was an Irish week celebration, Bobby could go stand on the step and uh. beat. And say yes, he I is could. of Irish descent.
0: Yeah, I could. Graham Norton, Irish. Bobby, a quarter Irish.
2: Lindsay, studied abroad there. We did it.
0: What percentage Irish are you? Non zero? <laughs> no.
2: below okay. oh, gl- 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 negative 100. Oh, <laughs> negative. <laughs> negative Irish. Not even close.
0: <laughs> okay, here we go. First question I am Irish.
6: Who is Rachel
2: Hollis? Crunch, crunch.
0: We've, okay, here's the thing. I know for a fact we talked about this woman whenever Girl Wash Your Face. Was a big fucking deal.
2: Did we? I forget it immediately. I think people I were like, "Who know. is this?" I don't even know. Like her, you know. These self help people usually kind of know their thesis statement, and that's I think enough for me. I'm always like, "Okay, but what's her thesis statement?" You know, mm-hmm. like I always want to know: Are they religious? He and if not, uh-huh. what is the? And if not, what is the thesis statement? I always like Bene Brene Brown. I'm always like, "What's the the?" You know, like, "What's the vibe? What's the what's the secret of it all?" Like, what's their main thing? And for Rachel Hollis, isn't it like, I'm real? Like, I'm telling you what to do? It's kind of a little mean, a little girl bossy, a little, like, bossy.
0: I had the same question. And because this is audio-based entertainment, I checked out the audiobook from the Brooklyn Public Library. Thank you, Libby app, my favorite app. And I'm going to play a clip from her introduction in which she explains her thesis for the audience right now.
4: A caterpillar is awesome. But if the caterpillar stopped there... If she just decided that good is good enough, we would all miss out on the beautiful creature she would become. You are more than you have become.
0: I just want to butt in really quickly and say that I don't think, I'm not an entomologist. I don't think that a caterpillar makes a conscious decision to become a butterfly. Like, I don't think a caterpillar reads a book and says, you know what, I will become a butterfly tomorrow. But I digress. Here's the rest of this like opening. I'm kind of chopping some stuff together because it gets really long winded. But here's the ending of the introduction,
4: which led me to an idea. What if I wrote a whole book about all the ways I have struggled and then explain the steps that helped me get past those times? What if I talked about all of my failures and embarrassing moments? I'll share with you how I made changes in my life to overcome the struggles Some for good, and some as an ever evolving dance between myself and lifelong insecurities. What are my insecurities? Well, here are some of the biggest and the baddest in no particular order. I hope they'll encourage you. More than anything, I hope you'll rest in the knowledge that you can become whoever and whatever you want to be, my sweet friend. And on the days that seem the hardest, you'll remember that by an inch or a mile, Forward momentum is the only requirement. Love, Rach.
0: I've never read the book, but the I way mean, that it's been I told. Know. But but here's here's the thing. I know someone who when I was talking about "Girl, Wash Your Face," I was like, "What's the deal with this?" It came up in casual conversation once, and a friend of mine, a woman, was like, "Oh my god, you've never heard of this? Like, welcome to being like a single woman, a single millennial." She's like, "I've been given this book twice. I have two copies of this book because this I was is why given I'm glad I don't
2: twice. have any friends or family." I'm joking.
0: Yeah, and I think her whole thing is like it's self-help, but it's like kind of mean. It's very curt, and it's like these very actionable small steps.
2: Her Wikipedia says "Girl, Wash Your Face" is described by the Washington Post as. Mixing memoir, motivational tips, Bible quotations, and common sense girl talk. Mm -hmm. I will say one thing I do like about the "girl wash your face" thing is I would say the phrase "girl, comma wash your face" kind of says everything you need to know about this. The 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 vibe, the 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 tips, the whatever we're talking about here, like it it kind of does a good job summing it up. Which is yeah, you got to respect a good book title, you know.
0: So there was a story. This is the last time like I read anything in depth about her before this thing. And it was this Buzzfeed news profile from a couple of years ago when the book was like a huge bestseller and everyone was talking about Rachel Hollis girl wash her face and I think this sort of helps summarize like what the deal is to answer your question in full so it says one of the lies that she tells in this book is quote you and only you are ultimately responsible for who you become and how happy you are and so a lot of people got upset with her because they're like she makes everything about personal responsibility she doesn't talk about like any sorts of like systemic failures or barriers to entry or gatekeeping or stuff like that so from the very beginning that was a conversation that was sort of being had in the in the margins about Rachel Hollis. And it's one of those things that's like, people have been sus about Rachel Hollis for a long time. And I think it takes stuff like this to get more attention on the stuff that's sort of been bubbling under the surface for a long time. So what happened this week, last week? Well,
2: I mean, I also kind of feel like it's not fun to write a self-help book that's like you can't do anything. So mm-hmm. I understand why this girl is not being like you can do whatever like you can do it like you know just uh, wash your face or whatever but also there are extending circumstances Mm -hmm. like uh, privilege and you know nepotism and whatever it's like of course she's not gonna write that shit she's only gonna say like do you or else you're you know and believe in yourself and whatever it's fucking Mm self-help of course it's gonna be like that well this interesting because one of her things is like relatability so it's like she'll be like I'm a mess I just woke up I'm crazy I look crazy I'm a mess like that's like one of her things
0: yeah, one of the lines in the book that I didn't play in the intro is she's like, I peed my pants as an adult. Like, I yell and scream at my kids sometimes, and it's embarrassing. But let's go back to the thing that people are talking about this week. What happened?
2: She's doing a live stream, and she mentioned that she has a house cleaner that comes mm-hmm. twice a week. And somebody commented, you're super privileged. This is not relatable or whatever. Which is funny because I would say that relatability is what this woman's been selling for a long time. But now at this point- She seems
0: relatable and she's like, how dare you ever call me relatable? That's what she would say. Well, she
2: said, my point is not to be relatable. I am not relatable. Were any of these women relatable? And then she literally lists (laughs) women who she considers to be not relatable. And it's, uh, hmm, let me read some of the women for you. Harriet Tubman, (laughs) Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Marie Curie, Oprah, Amelia Earhart, Frida Kahlo, Malala- I just she's saying these people are all unrelatable as fuck and then wrote happy women's history month And people were like, did you just compare yourself to Harriet Tubman? Like, it's just funny how. (laughs) It's like, what? What? And she's like, yeah, what's the problem? (laughs) Right. She's like, yeah, we're all unrelatable. These women are extraordinary. And I'm also extraordinary. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, you're not extraordinary. You're just like fucking rich. Like, (laughs) you just weren't rich before and now you're rich. So it has supposed to have to do with Harriet Tubman. Like, if at all. And she was like. Yes. And then she was like, oops. (laughs) Sorry, and then she made a bunch of apologies or whatever.
0: I haven't even seen the video where she mentions her house cleaner casually. It's gone. uh, But I, it's it's gone. Then the video that's easier to find that made things viral was the one where she responds to people getting angry about the house cleaner video, where she's like, "Sis, I'm not trying to be relatable or whatever." She's saying, "That's what's the
4: funniest part about it." And I mentioned that there's a sweet woman who comes to my house twice a week and cleans. She's my my house cleaner. She cleans the toilets. Someone commented and said, you are privileged AF. And I was like, you're right. I'm super freaking privileged, but also, I worked my ass off to have the money to have someone come twice a week and clean my toilets. And I told her that. And then she said, well, you're unrelatable. (gasps) What is it about me that made you think I wanna be relatable? No, sis. Literally everything I do in my life is to live a life that most people can't relate to. Most people won't work this hard. Most people won't get up at 4 a.m. Most people won't fail publicly again and again just to reach the top of the mountain. Literally every woman I admire in history was unrelatable. If my life is relatable to most people, I'm doing it wrong.
0: Okay, so the question she asks, what is it about me that makes you think I want to be relatable? I, again, I haven't read the book, but I can search in the book on Google Books and then find the accompanying passage on my uh, my audiobook from the library. So I just searched to see if she's ever talked about being relatable. And guess what she has? This is from chapter, I think, 11. Here we go.
4: Things that helped me. Number one, friends like me. Meaning, friends who were newly married when I was newly married. Friends who are entrepreneurs because I'm an entrepreneur. Friends who are working moms or boy moms or have kids at similar ages. They're all lifesavers. Having someone you can grab a glass of wine with who can totally relate to your day is a gift. Such friends are vital in helping me feel encouraged.
0: So yes, that's why her fans see relatability as something you should want, you should desire. Um, So it makes sense they called her out for it. Anyway, she apologized for that video on Notes app. It reads, I'm not going to do this perfectly, but I'm going to speak from my heart. I'm so deeply sorry for the things I said in my recent posts (laughs) and the hurt I have caused in the past few days. I know I've caused tremendous pain in mentioning prominent women, including several women of color, Whose struggles and achievements I can't possibly understand. Talk about unrelatable. But by talking about my own success, I diminished the struggles and hard work of many people who work tirelessly every day. I disregarded the people whose hard work doesn't afford them financial security, often due to inherently racist and biased systems. I did not allow a space for people to voice their anger, hurt, and disappointment, which caused even more pain. I acknowledge my privilege and the advantage I have as a white woman, and no matter how I I I grew up, it keeps going, but it ends with... I am so sorry.
2: But I guess that's interesting because this is the wall that she has run up against is exactly Mm -hmm. what people have been saying about her kind of advice for a long time, time, which is Mm -hmm. like, you know, these people are we hold up harriet tubman because she fought against unbeatable odds you know like mm-hmm. because there were there were things in her way harriet tubman was not just going to girl wash your face out of her mm-hmm. way out of shit you know like it's just it's just like
0: the ghost of amelia earhart and harriet tubman being like wait
2: we just to wash our faces yeah <laughs> wait
0: R- what's <laughs> your job harriet like what right.
2: <laughs> How did you spend your day? The other thing is like I hate that this Rachel Hollis woman is like whether she likes it or not is selling relatability. So I don't Mm – it is funny that she's fighting against – and I think this happens to every kind of like public figure when they become famous enough where they say at first they wanted people to think they were relatable because that's how you become kind of liked by the masses. But then as soon as you are actually – famous you're like i'm not relatable i'm not a role model don't say don't do what i do i don't represent you i'm my own person and it's like yeah. not when you're a self-help guru baby like that's like what people people want people like you because you're they relate to you they
0: want to be you like she's, she's refusing business. to acknowledge the, right people are buying your book because they want to be you they see you as relatable they right. see you as like someone they could aspire to be and like it's aspirational yes, but I think to be aspirational you have to be relatable because how can you aspire to someone unless you see yourself as capable of it? But
2: in a way it's not aspirational. Like Malala is aspirational. She's inspirational, like maybe not aspirational. She's inspirational. Like I think she's both. No one's like, "Oh, I I want to strive. I guess it's like I see Malala, I think she's an inspiration and I strive to be as as motivated as powerful as strong as Malala." But Rachel mm-hmm. Hollis it's like it's a closer connection. It's a cl- she. She is be is acting like she's closer to her audience than Malala. You know. Yeah. This problem, what what happened to this woman, is literally represents the issue with being a famous self help guru type mm-hmm. person. That's why yeah. it's almost so funny that it happened this way because she flubbed in a way that is so at the nature at the core of the argument as to why. You should not go to this person with your, you know, every need. Maybe her first book was more relevant because she was more relatable at that time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but now it's blown out of proportion. This is
0: inevitable for it's every self-help person. It's inevitable. That's what's fascinating. It, it just So is.
2: the way that it, that it happened this way, a way that kind of exemplifies the struggle of a famous self-help person, I mean, I, you, have to, you have to laugh.
0: And I know we played it, but like the video, the video kind of s- says everything. The way that she's just completely oblivious the tone, to the fact that, like, right, yeah. it's
2: a character at this point.
0: It just doesn't work. But that's who Rachel Hall says she's definitely a who, though. Yes, she has is how many she... Instagram followers? Of t- One point six million followers. She's a who. Like, is I don't girl I think wash your to...
2: face a who. I feel like that's a them. I've heard. I girl wash your that... face
0: is probably a them. <laughs> But that name, no. I refuse to It's like, I know the
2: secret, but who wrote the secret again? Like, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, no, I think
0: that's a great comparison.
2: If you're going to read self-help books, I recommend reading them with friends. And then you can, like, discuss, like, the issues as well as, like, what is helpful. And, like— That's a really good idea. I'm not, like, against self-help books. I just think that, like, you should read them with other people and, like, talk about them. Because I think it would help more than just reading it yourself.
0: than like letting things just be black Wash and white like you. they should be yeah these sorts of things should be scrutinized because totally. i think that even the worst self-help book probably contains like pretty good nuggets of little wisdom in there yes. but like you have to you know trim the hedges you know to get there
2: <laughs> and you you and your friends can like figure out like what's worth like what's worth saving what's uh-huh. worth embroidering and what's worth yeah. like throwing in the garbage
0: yeah I have a couple of friends who did that with a couple self help books. Yeah. They had a self help book club. Nice. Um and I never really realized how important that was until now. Yeah. Same. Next call.
1: Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, my husband and I just finished watching Godzilla versus Kong and I think we can agree that there's possibly never been another movie made that starred, like was headlined by so many Who's? But our question is, out of all of the who's that star in this movie, who is the theniest? Is it Alexander Skarsgard, who is top build? Is it Kyle Chandler, who gets the and or the with, whatever the, the special, um, you know. What is it called for <laughs> me? Oh, God. <laughs> or is it Millie Bobby Brown? <laughs> okay, thank you. Good form, Bella Thorne.
0: Interesting question. This um, gave me a fright when I looked at the IMDb for Kong, excuse me, Godzilla versus Kong and realized the truth. What is the truth? You know who I think the themiest person is in this movie? <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown.
2: No, you know who the funniest person in this movie is?
0: Godzilla. <laughs> I, I fucking knew exactly. you were gonna say Godzilla.
2: <laughs> Godzilla and fucking King Kong. What are you? Doing Godzilla. With this? You're like, oh, <laughs> who's first build? Like Alexander Skarsgard. I'm no Godzilla and Kong. Like, get a grip. Of course. You don't need. Okay, you're I, right. But that's the thing. it's like you don't need a them to lead a movie that is stars to CGI monsters fighting with their names in the title. Like that's <laughs> all you need. If anything, you need a group of humble, working actors who's to support and to not get in the way of the main spectacle, which is who uh, don't
0: have big egos.
2: They don't have. They they know that they're secondary to these invisible things to them. You know. <laughs> They they're 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 playing deference to these idols that wait you know what that's a really good
0: point there was a good (laughs) line in um Richard's review of Godzilla and it said wait this is this is actually incredibly um apt Godzilla Kong Vanity Fair. The humans are a game troupe. Among them, Brian Tyree Henry, Rebecca Hall, Asa Gonzalez, Alexander Skarsgård, and Millie Bobby Brown. They do their tasks, delivering exposition and pointing out where Kong and Godzilla are at any given moment. <laughs> there
2: we go, see?
0: And then get out of the way, acting in impressive responsiveness to green screen suggestion. It's like, that Who is their that? job. Who wrote that? Richard? Richard, yeah. Oh, genius. That is true. That's exactly Richard what Lawson, it
2: is. Exe- getting exactly to the point. They don't exactly try to steal to the, the scene. But, and that's a thing where it's like, you know, Alexander Skarsgård. Great, down, game. His he's in his underwear on his INDB profile and I bet he loves it. (laughs) Millie Bobby Brown. We we love to we love to rib her, but she is game. Like she is down. And she is very famous <laughs> also. Yes,
0: she is. And I, and I think she's so famous that I'm willing to say that at right now in 2021, she's more famous than Alexander Skarsgård. Definitely. I think that's the definitely. truth. Definitely.
2: And I would say Rebecca Hall, amazing actress, perfect person for this type of movie, kind of unassuming, character but extremely actress. talented. Then you have Brian Tyree Henry, who was just in the vulture list of the best working character actors because he's extraordinarily good, you know? Yeah. Isa Gonzalez, who we always refer to in a lull way. She's allergic to everything, but she is also she's <laughs> she's pretty good. She's allergic to
0: everything. <laughs> Brian Tyree Henry didn't realize he also has a Tony nomination. Did you see the play he was in, the 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 the, the <sighs> Kenneth no, Lonergan I mean, revival?
2: Pe- well, Chris Pr- Pine... Chris, Pratt- Chris Prime- Evans was Evans. a cop. Yeah, like I'm I'm guard. pissed. I missed it. it it's I I didn't get a ticket.
0: Brian Tyree Henry, I think, is still a who. I think Rebecca Hall is still a who.
2: Yeah, I think they so. They have
0: their themmy things. His biggest thing is probably Atlanta. Maybe Widows. Rebecca Hall's biggest thing she's always like if you don't know who Rebecca Hall is we got a couple calls that were just who is Rebecca Hall had to have been because of Kong She's her biggest thing was Vicky Cristina Barcelona but since then she's done the same thing which is she's always like a very intriguing or like alluring but pained or damaged woman in like every movie she's like alluring but there's something up with her and that's in everything (laughs) asa's new thing i didn't realize yes she was just an i care a lot we talked about that she dated timmy remember they went to mexico at the beginning of the pandemic
2: how could i forget
0: her she's second lead second lead vocalist in the new michael bay movie that's been shooting forever the jake gyllenhaal movie
2: which is like one of those things that i would normally say who cares but jake gyllenhaal in a michael bay movie is extremely intriguing
0: I never want to watch a Michael Bay movie, but the moment Jake Gyllenhaal's in it, I'm like, I guess I'm watching a Michael Bay yes. movie.
2: Yes, Lance Reddick, also a very good go-to Character actor in
0: everything. Right. Um, we talked about him when we talked about One Night in Miami, but he's like TV character actor. I think most known to people for John Wick because those movies are so huge. He becomes the manager at the end of the third one, but he's the concierge guy, and he's in a lot of video games.
2: And also Kyle Ch- and Kyle Chandler, because who is like the, literally a millennial touchpoint at this point, kind of like a millennial comfort blanket.
0: But also, why did he go viral earlier this month? Because no one knows his
2: name. <laughs> oh, right. On Twitter. He trended like, on this Twitter. guy. I mean, well, everybody's rewatching Grey's Anatomy right now, and he is one of the most important Grey's Anatomy, brief Grey's Anatomy characters of all time. He's the bomb guy. He's the bomb guy and he blows up. Ep- oh, God, spoiler alert. <laughs>
0: 2 and I'm still no he's the right bomb guy.
2: This aired 25 years ago. There's no such thing as spoilers, but he is a very comforting, <laughs> he's a comforting character who's now like kind of a reliable go-to in movies like this. It really actually is. Shout out to the casting team here because they really have like such a wonderful range of talents people really Mm -hmm. can pull off many things here you even have a newcomer
0: the the newcomer it's his first big hollywood movie Shunaguri, he's a japanese actor but he's like he's been in a lot of things in japan but this is his first like american hollywood Mm -hmm. blockbuster but he's a new guy he's definitely a who so it's a good cast but none of them are as famous as kong and godzilla
2: of course not they're not not even not even millie bobby brown wishes she had the impact of godzilla (laughs) and kong
0: we don't have a call for this because this is a sponsored segment. This is SpawnCon. This is SpawnCon. From oh our God. patrons, from the from Stop our true yelling. number one patrons at the CW who love Who Weekly for some reason and they love advertising their shows. I think because the Hooligans love the CW.
2: And also, we love the CW. It's mm-hmm. perfect. I watch all their shows. I'm still watching Riverdale. I know, kids. I Crazy. know. I can't believe.
0: I Full disclosure, I'm not still watching Riverdale. Sorry, CW, okay. but I'm not. Lindsay's watching enough for both of us, to be honest. I'm
2: like out here being like, they're going where with the aliens? Trust me. You don't even know what that means.
0: I am watching Superman, to be honest. I know. And I watched the first episode of Kung Fu. So today we're talking about Kung Fu, which is their newest Who show that's soon to become of them, starring mostly Who and a couple of thems based on a show that was a them back in the 70s. But now is a who? Very famously... Kung Fu starred David Carradine, who was a white guy, and it was originally supposed to be a Bruce Lee show. And then TV executives were like, we think Bruce Lee is not going to appeal to American audiences. So that's sort of like the stain of this show. That's this like terrible legacy that it's had.
2: But I feel like the, especially the star, she is like, we're reclaiming what this show originally was, Mm -hmm. essentially.
0: Which was Bruce Lee's idea. I mean, if you look into like the details of this, Bruce Lee had the idea for this show. And then like white people stole it from him, allegedly. Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. Kung Fu has... an Asian-American co-creator and a mostly Asian-American cast, including who? Olivia Liang, who is from the show Legacies the vampire Diaries spin-off that i never watched Did you
2: watched? know that Legacies is a spin-off of a spin-off? That's what i love about Vampire Diaries is like you think you know but you've no idea
0: Wait, so Vampire Diaries had one spin-off, The Originals. Yeah. Then The Originals had a spin-off called Legacies and that's yeah. where Olivia Liang started?
2: It's like werewolves and vampires and they're at school. They go to school and then they're at... it's like that's literally what all of these shows are. Legacies is still on. Mm-hmm. I think she's doing both these shows kind of at the same time. But what's really cute about her is that she literally doesn't have a Wikipedia page. <sighs> <laughs> That's how hooey she is, right? But literally, somebody with her name, but the two letters are switched, has a Wikipedia page, and she is a British writer, Olivia Lang, not Liang Lang. So we got to get Olivia Liang a Wikipedia. CW, you should actually get on that. I feel like the CW needs to do that.
0: CW, we know you're going to listen to this to confirm that this is a good segment and that it's worth your money. So since you're you listening, this girl someone- wiki. Give her a Wikipedia. She needs one. She's
2: also so cute. She posted a picture of her ID. She interned at the CW in San Diego, like a local CW channel back in the day.
0: And now she's a CW. Queen. And now she's
2: the star of a CW TV show, which is crazy to say. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Moving on, there are other characters, not just her, but she's the lead. She's the lead.
0: Moving on, time on. Time
2: If anything, the themiest person on this show, because obviously he's in everything. Yeah.
0: For sure, the themiest person in the show. I'm sorry. Before we get into time the way he is introduced, I'm sorry. this is not a criticism this is like one thing you will notice about the premiere of kung fu is that it has the zippiest speediest most jam-packed exposition i've maybe ever seen in a pilot it's like (laughs) it's like they gotta fit a lot in it's unreal how quickly her backstory is set up people could learn from this you know shows are so bloated where it's like oh we have to spend like three episodes not to talk about the queen's gambit we have to spend all this time analyzing her origin story and her trauma in this they're like we're gonna give it five minutes let's give it five minutes oh i went to china i was supposed to have a good time then my mom was trying to do a matchmaking thing so i ran away then i found this like shaolin monastery trained with this woman who i really liked for three years then she got killed in this battle and this evil woman stole a sword and i had to get back then i had had to go back home to see my family and then Taima opens the door and he's like hey I'm your dad like you look hungry let's have dinner and then like everything's back to normal there's a really good tweet that he put on his Instagram from just a fan that said Taima is the worst dad in Asian American film LMAO his daughter gets kidnapped in rush hour he makes his daughter lie to her dying grandma in the farewell and his daughter runs away and joins the, <laughs> the army in Mulan that's true
2: he's so good in the farewell my god yeah. one of my favorite movies of when year did that come out 2019 does Deserving of every accolade it got. Just probably deserving of more. Just a wonderful movie. Let's
0: talk about the other who's in this guy. Well, time out, absolute them.
2: His Instagram bio is uh, Hollywood's favorite Asian <laughs> tag. Just true.
0: That's absolutely mm. true. Next woman who plays her mom is Tong kang And she, I think, is best known. I would say best known because it's her biggest movie. It's Crazy Rich Asians. She's Constance Wu's mom in Crazy Rich Asians.
2: It's actually less of a big role because the big roles are on the other side of the family. Well, the
0: big roles are the Crazy Rich Asians and she's not Crazy Rich.
2: That's what I'm saying. So she's actually Rachel's mother, who's Mm -hmm. the the woman marrying into the, the Crazy Rich Asian family. But she's probably best known in Singapore. She's on the longest running and most successful sitcom.
0: Then there's this guy who plays the ex, the hunky ex. His name is Gavin Stenhouse. He's no one. He's a who. Perfect who. Perfect who. But he
2: is from Hong Kong.
0: Yes, he's from Hong Kong, Lindsay, but that's arguably not the most interesting thing about him. The most interesting thing about him is that he co-starred in the movie Life Size 2 on Four.
2: Okay, but if if you actually want a reference that you might know, he was in the iconic San Junipero episode of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's the most notable from that episode, but no. he definitely is in it.
0: It's funny to be the guy in the San Junipero episode of Black Mirror. I know, that's true. <laughs> no, know. I'm he's the man the in it.
2: He's the guy in the San Junipero episode. But it's like the most... Kind of famousy episode of that of that entire series of mm-hmm. the Black Mirror series. Not my favorite, but you know, a favorite for sure. There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, sh- there's also the siblings. I think Shannon Dang is like one of the the breakout actors of the, the the sister. What else has she been in? She was in the Romanovs that failed series. Sorry for Your Loss, which was the Facebook Watch series with Elizabeth Olsen.
0: But this show, soon to be a them. If we have anything to do with it, it's going to be a them <laughs> show. CW, they turn who's into thems on a daily basis. That's a new tagline. Are they going to use it? I don't know.
2: I think it's a little long. You got to work on it. Get it Get it down a little.
0: We turn who's into thems.
2: We turn who's into thems. The CW. That's good. We also turn thems into yous sometimes. <laughs> sometimes.
0: Parentheses, no offense.
2: No offense. It's not a value judgment. Okay, bye. The,
0: the longest. <laughs> The longest tagline for CW, we turn who's into them's and sometimes them's into who's. Parentheses, no offense. It's not a value judgment. We promise. Watch Kung Fu on Wednesdays or next day on the CW app.
2: (laughs) Great. Awesome. Amazing. We don't get, yeah. I mean, this is not a sponsored segment for nothing. We're putting in the work here. So you can use that.
0: Anyway, great cast. Great show. Watch Kung Fu on CW. Let's move on to the next call.
2: Hey,
7: so I know you guys are not necessarily like sports. People, but um I've like l- really been obsessed with this couple, and I think they're both the exact same level of famous. um Kyle Kuzma plays for the Lakers. He's like you know played with LeBron, won a championship. Definitely not like uh, the most famous NBA player, but he's young, he's up and coming. He's like definitely like in conversations, and like because he plays for the Lakers and is in LA, is very like Hollywoody. He's like been on boats with kendall jenner and like goes to the vanity fair oscar party and like is very known for his style even though he's not like a superstar basketball player and he's dating Wing harlow who like i think is still a hoob like a them model definitely like big for like like has a very memorable uh america's next top model run and like you know, people talk about her personality, is also friends with the Kardashians. And I think they are just like the same, like, she is to like influence her model culture, what he is to basketball, like, not be LeBron and not be like Kardashian, but this like peer to who but could be a them. And I would love if you could just like tell me who's been here and like, have you ever noticed any other couples that like are perfectly on the same spectrum? Because I'm, like, really rooting for them to both become them at the same time. Um, uh, Crunch the crunch.
2: I love this argument. Like, I can't...
0: That they're the same level of famous?
2: Kyle Kuzma came into my life when he was dating... uh, Wasn't he? He was dating somebody else. He was dating... He briefly was maybe dating Vanessa Hudgens, and then he was, like, spotted with Kendall Jenner at some point. I don't know how kind of, like, famous or buzzy he is within the world of basketball because I don't pay attention to that. But I really liked this argument being like they're both kind of in the same, the same realm, the same space within their own spaces. If that makes, if that makes uh-huh. sense, her because she's like very much a friend to many. There are rumors that she was dating Drake for a while. She is maybe the most famous notable uh, America's Next Top Model alum aside from. Uh, the housewife Eva Marcel, who was on The Housewives, they're I yeah. mean, they're not there's not much to compete with in terms of America's sex model alums, but whatever. And she is like everywhere in terms of yeah. modeling gigs, just everywhere.
0: To answer your last questions first, like what are some other examples of two whoish people, or like maybe them's and their niches, but maybe broader, smaller, who were kind of on the same level? The first one that came to my mind was uh, Olivia Culpo and Danny Amendola, because (laughs) I think that they're, they broke up. But like when they were together, I was like, wait, who is Danny Amendola? Why do I know that name? And it's because he is a famous athlete. And Olivia Culpo's just a hoo hoo is everywhere.
2: I do love whenever sport and reality come together. People who care about the sports are like, no, because like it's a distraction. It's always a distraction. It kind of represents the like fame level where it's like, oh, I'm like actually kind of famous now. I can like date a reality star, you know? Yeah. I can date a hot model or whatever. And then people are like, yeah. focus on the sports, please, or whatever. But it seems like this guy is doing well in his sport, basketball. He's doing well.
0: The caller mentioned his style. The fact that he's kind of iconic for his style, I did not realize that. I was looking at these. His Instagram is unreal. He dresses so cool, and I know that that's sort of a sports hype beastie thing for some, for especially younger athletes to do. But like, he does it really well. He yeah. is such a good dresser and that makes sense because he's dating a model and so they dress well together their halloween costume last year they were harry belafonte and dorothy dandridge which i think we talked about at the time but we didn't know who this guy was
2: i'm trying to think of other couples who are equally matched and it's kind of hard actually because the first th- spot that ca- the first people that came to my mind were kourtney kardashian and travis barker which mm-hmm. i feel like is not as much even she's a little more famous than him at this point Oh, you know who's on the same level? Weirdly, Trevor mm. Noah and Minka Kelly, I think, are on the same level. Trevor
0: Noah and Minka Kelly. That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect.
2: I think they're like kind of the same fame, same fame, same famous, same uh-huh. famous. What about Shailene and Aaron? Uh, what's his face? I don't know if they actually are. On the no,
0: same I line. think Aaron. I think Aaron He's is more way famous. more famous. I know. Aaron is way more famous than I Shailene. I know.
2: I know. But about Giselle and Tom Brady? I think they're equally famous at this point. Yeah.
0: But that's different than this because I think they were both independently super famous outside their respective I know, but, industries. Because but, I knew who both of them were. I'm not but saying, they're still the same. Yeah. I'm not saying
2: stars that the made. I get that coming together makes you more famous. Like let's say like yeah. yeah. Uh, what's their face? Uh, Ashley I and Jared. They came together. They were both from the same franchise. They came together and they became way more famous as a couple. But I'm talking about uh-huh. just like a couple where they're the sa- same fame. Like the like a couple where they're not the same fame would be like Courtney cox and johnny mcdade like the guy from snow patrol or whatever and like courtney uh-huh. cox like he's a lot less famous than courtney cox
0: how could we forget iconically julia roberts and danny <laughs> yeah, motor
2: yeah 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 taylor swift and uh what's his face you know like joe alwyn yeah sorry i don't even I know his name i forget his name all the time apologies apologies
0: but back to celebrities who were on the same level Common and Tiffany Haddish. Perfect. Common has been famous for longer, but Tiffany burst on and became mega, mega famous quickly. Same famous. Yes, same famous.
2: Like the real test would be like if they were out together, they would have the same chance of being recognized and asked for a photo. Same exact famous. And I think Common and Tiffany Haddish would be the same exact chance to have a photo with and recognized. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Winnie Harlow and Kyle Kuzma, same chance of getting their photo taken if they're out and about.
2: What's funny about them is they're e- they're like equally extra, which I think is very mm-hmm. sweet. Like they're both extremely extra. Like she went to that Diddy hologram party that we talked about where his son My had God, him as the a hologram. Ho- not the Diddy hologram But she went alone, party. but she dressed as him. <laughs> like I don't think it was a costume <laughs> party, but she dressed like Kyle, like she wore like a sexy version of his cost of his uh, not costume, his uniform, and his carried style. a basketball purse. And then he did like, she was is yeah. that his number? Yes.
0: Oh yeah, his number is zero, and yeah. she wore a zero. Cool. No, of course she did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's funny. I didn't realize yeah. that's why she. And dressed he's out like
2: here that. wearing like socks and Birkenstocks. You know, he's like also I'm a fashion guy. I date a fashion girl. We're like a fashion couple.
0: But yeah, I think you always have to stand when, as the caller said, when two people are the exact same level of famous. Right. All relationships you can stand, but this is fun.
2: But I do think that there's something comforting about two people finding each other who are the exact same famous, because that's what I think famous people are looking for. Someone they can stand who's not less or more famous than them.
6: Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. Why is Regé-Jean Page leaving Bridgerton? I'm reading the Variety article right now, and they're saying he, he was only contracted for one season, and because his arc is up, he is, like, ready to go do other stuff. But I'm like, why would you leave the biggest show that Netflix had in 2021 Unless you're going to do something bigger, like, and, like, the only things I can think of that are bigger than, like, like, if he was going to do Marvel or Star Wars, but he's,
7: it,
6: it says his next project is, like, a Dungeons and Dragons film. So, I don't, is there more to this? Like, I just don't understand why he would want to leave now. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I love you guys. Happy Good Friday! Crunch crunch.
2: We got so many calls. So many calls. Like, I kind of didn't realize the impact. I mean, I liked, I liked Bridgerton for the most part. He's obviously the most compelling part of it. But I think what people maybe didn't understand about Bridgerton, or at least like.
0: Or may, may have forgotten? May
2: have forgotten uh, that it is a, it's based on romance novels. It's a, it's a very specific type of format in which each romance novel focuses on a different couple. Like it's not, the way that they tied the bow at the end of that show was very purposeful. Like they had a, a kid, they had their kid and they're happy and they live happily after after. Like Shonda Rhimes, if anyone is most, is very familiar with the way that romance novels work. And she knew that she had to tie up this romance because next season of this show is going to be literally like the next book in the series of books that this woman Julia the name of the author of the romance novels the regency series novels Julia Quinn. is based on Julia Quinn going to be based on the next novel that she wrote and the other thing is what i mean you could Bobby pointed this out too as the caller was talking but like This guy knows that his window to get to the next point is small and he shouldn't stay on a show where he'd be a secondary character, even if Shonda said, oh, we'll figure out a way to keep you on the show in a a way. And he's like, which I'm sure they could. You can do that. But he it wouldn't be the star. And I think he realized, well, then if I'm not going to be the star, like I need to like try and kind of go to the next pop to the next point without losing, you know, impact.
0: The sign that this was happening was SNL. We talked about this at the time. It's like- The fact
2: that he hosted SNL that quickly, crazy.
0: And the episode was received wonderfully.
2: I know, he like did a good job.
0: And I think that was sort of the proving ground where it was like, okay, let's see how you do here. Oh, he fucking aced it. I think that was all the convincing that he needed that he can be bigger than this show. And why wouldn't he do it right then? Don't like, forget
2: that was the... he's second lead in The Grey Man, the new Anna de Armas movie that they're shooting mm-hmm. that I keep seeing photos of because we follow so many fucking Anna de Armas uh, fan Twitters. But mm-hmm. that's a big de- I think that's a big deal. Chris Evans is in that and so is Ryan Gosling. Like it is that mm-hmm. is a he is second build in like a huge action film. Mm-hmm. And the Dungeons and Dragons movie where you were like, LMAO, what is this? Are you
0: kidding? Dungeons and Dragons is huge right now.
2: That is going to be a huge movie. Chris Pine, Sophia Lillis from that. What was she from? Oh, um, she's it. Like
0: She's been young. Amy Adams and Michelle young Rodriguez, Hugh Grant,
2: yeah. Justice Smith. Who is it's going to be a big movie? No, that's no it's going to be, be a big movie. It's going to be a big movie. Funny enough, co-directed by John Francis Daly, who's the child star slash uh, Freaks the, and Geeks, who was on Yeah, Bones Freaks and Geeks and
0: guy. And yeah, 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 Anyways,
2: yeah. I just feel like that... You know, he,
0: you know what he directed? My what? favorite movie, Game Night.
2: He did? He's good. He's very <laughs> yeah, talented. He's yeah. Um, I think uh his par- directing partner also directed Game Night, John Goldstein. Mm-hmm. He's also... Yeah, it's both of them. It's so, both, they're, both of them yeah. so the Game Night guys are directing Dungeons and Dragons, which means... This movie has a chance to actually be good if if you mm-hmm. kind of boil it down. And they also co-wrote it. So, I don't know. I feel like in terms of coming off a popular buzzy TV show, Reggae jean Page has, like, two really cool movies that he is releasing in the next year or two that he actually is doing a good job getting to get the next point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, he's not playing Bond, but, like, he... He the has... rumor is
0: that he there's all these rumors that are like he's in the running to be the next Bond. I mean, it's is like there, relax, but there's also I'm the, sure he's in the running. There's the rumors that like sure
2: every run. guy is in the in. The, I don't believe any of the rumors. Tell me when they've figured it out. You know. Well,
0: and also that it was going to be um, what's her name that woman who's in the new one, mm-hmm. Lashana Lynch.
2: Right, that she's just going to be the next Bond.
0: Lashana Lynch is allegedly going to be the next Bond, but maybe not like no one fucking knows. And I what think also I Daniel Craig was like, I'm going to do another one after this. But now he's getting like $7 billion to be in the Knives Out movie. So who knows? <laughs> I just think that this is when you actually take a step back. It, it Yes. On its surface, leaving the number one show on television, uh, sort of, quote unquote, the number one show on television. It's like,
2: it's like everything in quotes. The number one show in quotes on quote uh, television. On television. <laughs>
0: Leaving the number one show on television after its first season airs to tremendous acclaim and viewership is crazy. But when you look at how the show is structured and the fact that this guy was the breakout guy... Why wouldn't he try to make a name for himself? Like he, he's like, why, why would I be a part of an ensemble when I could be the leading man? There was like, no
2: the way that this show's next season was going to involve. And I'm sure they knew this going into it was going to be about the same couple again. the, sh- the story has passed. That's a tra- that's a TV trap. I think they knew. They said, if we do it, this structure, we don't fall into the trap of having to tell a new story mm-hmm. for a couple that already had their story told. We're going to just move on to the- another story. And that's why these shows are so fresh. That's why romance novels stay fresh. Like, it's just there's so much to mine. And, like, I think they said, like, you can you can stay and be part of the ensemble. But he was like, why? Like, why would I do that? And I'm sure mm-hmm. he'll make a appearance, right?
0: What I want to know is, what is Phoebe going to say about all this? Phoebe Dynavor or whatever. I'm sure she's pissed.
2: I mean, now she's dating Pete Davidson, which is the next, which is down the ladder of things that you could do to continue.
0: Yeah. I mean, they they have that scene at the end of the show where she like goes into that woman's club and it's like there's all those women who are like, "My husband, I never see my husband anymore. Like he's off in Scotland or whatever." Like I'm sure they'll find a but way to make her exist in the universe. The
2: actress herself, I feel like, was like, "I'm the next Snore. big thing." And then it was like, "You're not. <laughs> I'm asleep." Okay. <laughs>
0: we're done thank you for listening keep on listening after the credits because we have a lot of callers doing amazing sweeties this week a lot and they're all good i promise you keep calling in at six one nine i'm gonna i almost did the i almost did the patreon number again six one nine who them to leave questions comments and concerns if you want to call in the patreon number you got to join us patreon.com slash weekly twice weekly bonus episodes
2: and let me tell you it's fun over there (laughs) it's it's a wild time just right
0: no games just sports the thank no you sports, so much, just for, games. Actually, <laughs> thank thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for recording our read a theme song, which you hear every Tuesday. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. We love them, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. I am Irish.
3: I'm sorry to say that not only did Albert Einstein fuck, he fucked his cousin, his first cousin. And he abandoned his genius first wife to do so. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. Uh, I'm calling to let you know that my boyfriend and I just had a stroke of insanity. And uh, we finally obtained, you know, really late some Chromatica Oreos. And, and I was like, hey, I'm feeding my sourdough starter. Let's see. What would happen if we feed the sourdough starter with a Chromatica Oreo? Um, I So, you know, we took some sourdough starter out, not to ruin my entire sourdough starter. um, But I feel like this is just a a leveling up moment in pandemic life. Um, So stay tuned for what happens when you feed a sourdough starter with a Chromatica Oreo. Um, crunch crunch. Bye. Hi, who weekly? I just called about um, making sourdough starter with Comanche Oreos. Um, I realize I'm doing amazing, amazing, but I'm gonna keep letting you know. I really want to let you know um, the ratios with which I created my Comanche Oreo sourdough starter. Um, generally, you do um, equal parts water, warm water, and flour. So what I did was I weighed the chromatic Oreo, which comes in at 15 grams, and then I added 15 grams of sourdough starter and 15 grams of warm water. It was a bit thin, so I added a bit more sourdough starter afterwards to give it the consistency, I would say. um, A sourdough starter might generally have when you feed it, and it smelled horrific, and it already started bubbling a little, so it might be working. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, Chromatica Oreos sourdough starter. Bye. Hi, Who Weekly. I'm calling. It's the day after I attempted to do my um, Chromatica Oreo sourdough starter, and it worked, um, sort of. I did have to cheat a little and add some flour, um, I feel like the flour content in the Chromatica Oreo honestly didn't leave the instructions. Um, or not instructions, ingredients, but it wasn't up to par for a sourdough starter. So I did add some flour, but now it is very much alive. So yeah, I think I'm going to have to make some sort of like Chromatica inspired sourdough good. Um, it is a disgusting cement color, but whatever. Okay, Um, on Chromatica, did they just, like, eat Chromatica sourdough? Uh, I'm going to stop now. Bye. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, very frequent time this week. I know I promised I would never call back again about um, the Chromatica uh, sourdough starter, but I just want to let you know that um, my little donuts came out good. Um, I messed up. I would say every single step, but the power of Gaga carried me through. And there, some of them are circular. So that's all. That's that's the thesis. Bye.
5: My name is Carrie. I'm so very fond of things that aren't Sandy. don't hate me 'cause I'm flammable. Don't hate me because I'm flammable. Crunch, crunch.